So I have a personal story that I've only told a handful of people in my entire life. It's the story, I've mentioned this before, in sermons, a story of the first time I heard God's voice after a long season of doubt and, and wrestling in my own belief in God. Part of my reason for not telling the story more often, I think, is is just practical because it takes like 30 or 40 minutes to share the story. There's kind of a lot of details, personal, miraculous kind of details God wove throughout the story. But it's also a really sacred story for me. I wonder if maybe you have a story like that as well. Each time I've told this story to someone, the exact same thing happens every time. They start crying. (laughs) And there's something about the story and the truth of God reaching into my life in this very powerful and personal kind of way that leads people to want to encounter Jesus for themselves. To be quite honest, I don't even know what it is about all the details of that story. It just seems to reach people in a really amazing kind of way. Actually, it makes me think that I should figure out a way to tell a story more often or maybe more concisely. My name is Nick Morrow, and I'm one of the pastors at Common Ground West. And over the last um, several months, we've been going through the book of Acts. We've been tracing the journey of the early church after Jesus died and was resurrected and ascended, and he kind of gave them the charge to take the gospels to the ends of the earth. And we've been tracking uh, with these um, early Christians and with the missionaries who started taking the um, the message out. And and most recently, we've been tracking with a guy named Paul. Uh, If you've been reading the last several chapters, you're well acquainted with Paul by now. We last ended in chapter 21, where Paul had traveled to Jerusalem. And a lot of people had tried to stop him, a lot of friends, because they knew there would be trouble for him waiting there. That was kind of the epicenter of the religious Jewish frenzy uh, so to speak. But he'd, he'd already stated that he knew trials and persecution awaited him there. And in chapter 21, we see that some of the radical religious folks in, in Jerusalem did, in fact, start to stir up the crowds to arrest Paul. In fact, they nearly killed Paul. So the Roman authorities who were in charge of Jerusalem at the time, they stepped in, and that's where we pick up the story. So Paul asks if he can address the crowd, which is a fairly bold move for people who just tried to kill you, in my opinion. (laughs) And that's where we pick it up in chapter 22. So if you have a Bible or a Bible reading device, here's what we're going to do today. I want you to pick up your Bible, Bible reading device, turn it to Acts chapter 22. It's the the fifth book in the New Testament, maybe two-thirds of the way or so through your Bible. And I want you to read it. If you're on your own today, just read it to yourself. Read through it at whatever pace that you want to, in whatever version that you want to. And if you're sitting with your family, maybe, or with friends, um, read it out loud to each other. You can pass it around if you want. It's not a terribly long chapter to read. So if uh, if you're listening now, I'm going to ask you to pause this while you read Acts chapter 22. All right. Now, I hope you've read through Acts chapter 22 again. If you haven't read through Acts chapter 22, please pause this now and read it. I think there's something special about reading for yourself or reading it out loud that occasionally I just like to have people read to themselves the Word of God. In some ways, it's kind of funny to be preaching on this text, the chapter 22, because we're literally reading a story about Paul telling a story. 
It's a little meta in that sense, if you know what I mean. Not only that, but for two-thirds of this chapter, he's basically retelling the story that we've already read through the book of Acts. So in one sense, we might think, well, let's skip chapter 22. We've already heard this part. On to the next, right? Well, maybe not so fast. I think there's several things we can draw out of this, but one in particular I want to clue in on today. As our sermon planning team discussed this chapter, one thing that really stood out to me was how often Paul is willing to tell his own story, warts and all, whenever he shares the gospel with people. Especially when he's speaking to a Jewish crowd or a Roman crowd, Paul is both a Jew and a Roman citizen, as he points out here in this chapter. Paul uses his own story to tell about the salvation of Jesus and Jesus' salvation of even the worst people, people like him, right? Notice some things as Paul tells this story in chapter 22, and we know historically that um, historians in this ancient time, they tended to condense long speeches. And so uh, Luke, Dr. Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, as well as the gospel of Luke, he's likely condensing Paul's story. But we know a few things, or at least the outline of Paul's narrative here, based on chapter 22. And there's a few things I think it's worth noting. First of all, notice that throughout his story, Paul shares about his past sins. Paul was basically like first century ISIS, right? He was hunting down, he was killing Christians, and he openly shares about that here. He also shares about the miracles. He, he shares about the encountering of Jesus, the amazing moment on the road to Damascus that he had and the way that he was, um, he was healed. He shares about that encounter with Jesus. He also shares some important details of his own journey with God, especially those details that kind of relate to his audience, in this case, some Jewish people and some Roman people. Paul shares with humility some of the parts of his own story that were most likely to connect with his audience, with the ultimate hopes of leading them to Jesus. And this got me wondering, do you think about your own personal story in a similar way? I mean, your story is obviously different from Paul's, and so is mine. Your story is different from mine, my story is different from yours. But how often do we use our own story, the things that God's done in our life, in telling other people the good news about Jesus. If you've heard me preach very often, it's no surprise to you that I'm a really big believer in the unique story of each and every individual person, no matter whether you're five years old or 50 years old, whether you're 100 years old, 20 years old, it doesn't matter how old you are, where you've been. If you've been walking with Jesus, you have a story God's a very personal God. In fact, he knows you better than you know yourself. He knows me better than I know myself. The way he's reached into your life in very deeply personal and powerful ways. I think those are the building blocks of your story to tell others about Jesus. And I don't know what it is, but it's really easy to discount our own story and think, well, my story is not as good as the next guy. We think... Sure, it's a great story for Paul, right? He's like the crazy Taliban becomes a Christian type of story, right? That's an amazing story. But the truth is God's woven a narrative throughout your life that will reach the people that he puts in your path if you're willing to share those details and those pieces of your story that he wants you to share. Don't discount your own story. Don't run from your own story. 
Your story is unique and personal to you. And you can tell your own story way better than I could tell it. You can tell your story better than your mother or father can tell it. Better than your spouse or your children could tell it. Better than your best friend could tell it. I believe if we are willing to embrace our story with God, warts and all, He'll give it back to us in such a powerful and redemptive way. And He will use it to reach people that we never would even imagined. He's going to lead other people to Himself through your story. He's going to lead others toward healing, toward encountering Him. He's going to lead others toward redemption of their own stories, towards salvation, towards eternal life. What a great honor and responsibility that is. The missionary Paul, he could have easily run away from his own story, right? I mean, let's face it. In terms of Christians, he had every reason to be super embarrassed about this. Surely someone came along and was like, Paul, can you edit out the parts of your story where you killed other Christians? Please and thank you, (laughs) right? But Paul was willing to share those parts because it actually illustrated the depths of the grace of God. I wonder what those parts are in your own story. What parts of your story, parts Jesus has redeemed or he is currently redeeming? What parts are you you running away from or hiding from? Parts you may even be embarrassed by, but that might actually show the grace of God in a deeper way to those people around you. Consider sharing those parts. Consider finding a friend, someone who you trust, or friends, someone who is wise and can listen well. And consider praying about how you can share those pieces as a powerful part of your own redemption story with Jesus. Think about people who don't know Jesus, who don't know God's love. Maybe people who are very afraid right now, who are very angry right now in this time and culture. Think about sharing your story with them. I'm not talking about the pretty version. I'm not talking about the K-Love version, right? I'm thankful for those great moments, those mountaintop kind of moments. The I'm thankful for K-Love and the way it ministers to people. Don't get me wrong. I'm not making fun of those things. What I'm saying is, is that a lot of people outside the church have this view of the church that we're just the squeaky clean version parts of the story, right? Or that we only like a redemption story after it's happened and after the mess has all got cleaned up. But what I'm saying is, would you be willing to share in a discerning type of way, right, that you're comfortable with, those parts of the story that maybe don't make you look quite so good, willing to share some of your own misgivings, some of your own failures, some of your own sin even, and the ways that the depths of God's grace has has encountered you there, met you there, and God's salvation has reached down into those moments. I believe sharing those types of stories with others is is part of what is going to bring other people to Jesus. It certainly was in Paul's story. We see how powerful that is throughout the book of Acts. And I wonder how you could do that even this week. I want to pray over you today. Last week, I got to be with a lot of you as we did our first service back, and that was really an amazing thing. But the truth is, is that thanks to God's Spirit, we're actually just as connected right now, even as I sit in my office knowing that you're going to listen to this a few days later. I believe there is a a supernatural and cosmic effect that the Holy Spirit 
spreads. And so I'm going to ask, I'm going to, I'm going to pray over you. And again, whether you're a kid, a teenager, an adult, whether you're further along in your journey, if you want to receive this prayer, just kind of open your hands right now. Maybe put your hand over your heart. Just show God in some way. He knows your heart, of course, but sometimes our our heart sort of follows the, the actions of our body. And so I wonder if you just like kind of open your hands to God or put your hand over your heart. I'm going to pray for us. Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters, and I pray for those parts of our story, maybe some of them even untold up to now. Parts that you want to redeem, parts that you have redeemed, parts that you're in the process of redeeming, and that those pieces of our story would become a powerful testimony to people around us. People who are lost in their own story, lost in their sin, lost in their failure, lost in the hurt that's been caused to them. They feel so messed up, so chaotic that they don't even know any way out of it. And who, frankly, we know just need you, Jesus. I pray that we could share those parts with those people. God, I pray for salvation this week. In this city, in these communities, in these families, in our church, God, I pray for people that would say, I think Jesus is my answer too. That they would give their lives to you through stories. That you would draw people to tears and weeping in a beautiful way, a way of repentance that turns from sin, turns from seeing ourselves as failures and sees ourselves as sons and daughters, loved and redeemed by you. God, I pray these things in your powerful name. Amen.